From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As a number of inquiries interrogate how prepared state and federal governments were for the coronavirus pandemic, the Prime Minister has evaded criticism by changing the conversation. The announcement of a coronavirus vaccine made headlines, but how realistic is it? Today, columnist for the Saturday paper, Paul Bongiorno, on Scott Morrison's attempt at distraction. Paul, this has been a week where we're hearing a lot about responsibility and accountability around Australia's pandemic response, including the hotel quarantine inquiry in Victoria and the Ruby Princess inquiry in New South Wales. So what has the federal government's response been? You know, you could almost hear the sigh of relief from Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton when the commissioner in Sydney, Brett Walker SC, acquitted Border Force from responsibility, instead choosing to lay the blame for the fiasco at the feet of New South Wales Health. An inquiry has found New South Wales Health made inexcusable and inexplicable mistakes which allowed infected passengers... Peter Dutton had claimed exoneration for the absolution given by the Commissioner for his Australian Border Force people and the biosecurity officer from the Federal Department of Agriculture. I don't employ a doctor or nurse at the airport, at ports. That is the responsibility of the Victorian Health Department, of the Queensland Health Department, the New South Wales Health Department. It is nothing to do with the Australian Border Force. They look at documentation... Now, as uh, for the Premier and Health Minister in New South Wales, they promptly apologise... But no one's been forced to resign and there's been a rather surprising lack of political pressure given the fact that the Ruby Princess was Australia's largest coronavirus cluster at the time. And so how does that compare to the reaction that there's been uh, to, to the Victorian government's handling of hotel quarantine? Well, Ruby, I think a good example of how it compares unfavourably was on on Wednesday, Channel 9's Karl Stefanovic showed that he firmly believed in an all-embracing doctrine of ministerial accountability, at least when it comes to Daniel Andrews. Yep, me too. Victorians, meantime, I mean, they're tough, they get on with it kind of people, but they have been completely, utterly and hopelessly let down. I, I don't know whether it's lies or incompetence, PM, but the government had three months to prepare Victorians for the second wave and didn't do enough. He asked the Prime Minister why he hadn't lost patience with the Premier for his mistakes, his deadly mistakes, he called them. Your own ministers have been unloading on Dan Andrews. Uh, You haven't disciplined them. Uh, Why haven't you personally lost patience with Dan Andrews? Because that's not my job. My job is to to keep focused on the challenge that I... He characterised the Victorian government as incompetent and unprepared and Scott Morrison agreed that there had been many issues on tracing and quarantine. Well, there clearly have been uh, many issues there on on the tracing, on the quarantine, and I think that's all becoming very clear. But again, Carl, what I have to focus on is... is And although the Prime Minister insisted the Australian Defence Force was on offer from the get-go in Victoria's second wave, Morrison was careful not to overtly join the Daniel Andrews pile-on. Why do you think that is? 
Well, his response, no doubt, was tempered by news of a hotel quarantine failure in Sydney involving a private security guard. Sydney is dealing with its own hotel quarantine breach tonight, a security guard contracting COVID-19 at the Marriott Hotel in the city with the strain of the virus. The guard who tested positive to the virus had worked at a number of locations all across Sydney, and so there was a real risk that this could have been the start of a new cluster. And perhaps Morrison also realised that distilling Victoria's disaster down to the absence of the ADF on hotel duty begs more questions for the federal government particularly than it answers. Right. And what else do you think might have led to the Prime Minister adopting this more sort of subdued line this week? Well, I think uh, another reason for the circumspection may have been that two royal commissions set up by Scott Morrison himself into aged care and disability, they heard evidence that the government in their regard wasn't as effectively COVID prepared as you'd expect. And in this instance, unlike the muddier waters of the Ruby Princess and the hotel quarantine sagas, There's no doubt these sectors are the Commonwealth's responsibility. We'll be back in a moment. The Every Moment Matters campaign provides accurate, evidence-based information and advice about alcohol, pregnancy and breastfeeding. It has been created by the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education and endorsed and funded by the Australian Government. Alcohol use during pregnancy can lead to Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder, or FASD, a lifelong disability. So make the moment you start trying the moment to stop drinking. Visit everymomentmatters.org.au to find out more. As a a. 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Paul, Scott Morrison tried to change the political conversation this week. Can you tell me about what he did? Midweek, he changed tack. He tried to convince people that he had some good news to offer. He went on a morning media blitz. You know, he did nine radio and TV interviews to make his latest announcement. We're joined now by the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. Good morning, Mr. welcome Scott to the Morrison program. Scott Morrison joins us now from Kirribilli House in Sydney. Prime Minister, it's great to see you. Thank you for Australia joining us. Australia joining me now. Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. questions of Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. Good morning. And Ruby, it wasn't free beer for all the workers, but free coronavirus vaccine for all Australians. Uh, we've been able to strike this deal with AstraZeneca and this would mean a vaccine for every single Australian. Manufactured here in Australia, distributed free, 25 million Australians. Strong. And so we wanted to ensure that we we're right in the, in, in the lead pack on this and uh, we have the added advantage that we can make it here too, so we're not relying on... But the issue with this is that Well, he still hasn't actually signed the deal. It's an intention. And, of course, there may never be a vaccine. Right. So there is no actual deal to acquire a vaccine yet. Is that right? Yeah. Well, well, what happened is that the Australian government signed a letter of intent with British-Swedish big pharma company AstraZeneca. Now, AstraZeneca itself said the deal was far from done, 
It says there were a number of further steps to take, including finalising contractual discussions and selecting a local manufacturer. Now, it has to be said that the development of this vaccine at Oxford University is very promising, but even there again, we still don't actually have a safe vaccine ready to go. But of course, all of this detail was lost as Morrison proclaimed that not only would the vaccine be delivered for free to 25 million people, it would be mandatory. That is before he backtracked later in the day. So Scott Morrison said that the vaccine would be mandatory and then he changed his mind? Well, that's right, uh, Ruby. On 3AW Radio on Wednesday morning, Morrison said he would ensure the vaccine would be as mandatory as you can possibly make it. I would expect it to be as, as mandatory as you can possibly make it. There are always exemptions um, for any vaccine uh, on medical grounds, but that should be the only basis. I mean, we're talking about a pandemic that is... At a later press conference, Morrison talked up his credentials as the social services minister that introduced no jab, no play, a policy used to um, try and increase childhood vaccination rates by threatening to cut off family tax benefits payments for families who refuse to vaccinate their kids. As you know, I have a pretty strong view on on vaccines. Uh, Being the social services minister that introduced no jab, no play, what is important to understand with any of these vaccines... Well, by late afternoon, the PM was backtracking. Uh, He told Sydney's 2GB that it's not going to be compulsory to get the vaccine. And... Curiously, given his position for most of the day, uh, he says there are no mechanisms for compulsion. Uh, He even said you can't hold people down as you give them the jab, which makes you wonder why he spent most of the day saying he could do it. Can I be really clear to everyone? No one's going to be... It's not going to be compulsory to have the vaccine, Okay, It's not compulsory. There are no compulsory vaccines in Australia. Uh, There are no uh, things that force people uh, to do things. Um, what we want to achieve... Well, Ruby, despite the backflip, this served as a convenient distraction for the Prime Minister, who until then was facing increasing heat over a number of issues. So are you saying that the COVID-19 vaccine announcement was a way to to change the conversation, Paul? Well, look, it, it certainly, um, you know, looks and smells like that, frankly. I mean, there's just so much swirling around the head of the Prime Minister. The controversies, as I said, over aged care and disability. If people drill down into what really went on at the Ruby Princess uh, inquiry and the roles that um, Border Force and the Federal Department of Agriculture paid, uh, I think the Prime Minister realised he was beginning to skate on very thin ice. In fact, making it worse, and a parallel really, which was quite eerie, making it worse for the Prime Minister was that Five days before Ruby Princess docked in Sydney, he went on and said, I've had enough. From now on, Border Force will have direct responsibility for ships. But we now know, uh, after evidence given to the Senate COVID inquiry midweek, that he did nothing to put those words into practice. He didn't give legislative force to the role that Border Force could take. Mm. And so... Paul, how do you think the Prime Minister is going? Do you think that this is a strategy that will work? Well, look, uh, you know, distractions and look over there and, as we said last week, throwing a hunk of red meat for the media uh, pack to chase in another direction isn't new. 
And I, and I do think a lot of people are aware that politicians will make mistakes, our leaders will make mistakes in this rapidly evolving pandemic situation. But the difference this time is with the lockdowns and the national anxiety about coronavirus, people are paying a lot more attention. And I think the danger here for Morrison and indeed the premiers and other political leaders is if they fall too far short of promise in their delivery, then I'm sure they'll pay a price for that. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks again, Ruby. Bye. Paul Bongiorno's column on the week in politics will be published in tomorrow's issue of the Saturday paper. For longtime editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when writing her debut novel. I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of, you know, trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for, please. <laughs> Please go see a therapist. We're very pro-therapy on yeah, this. If that's, if that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also in the news, the Western Australian government has announced that people designated a flat risk from COVID-19 hotel quarantine will be forced to wear electronic monitoring bracelets. The Premier, Mark McGowan, said people in quarantine would be fitted with ankle bracelets only on rare occasions, but those with a criminal history would be monitored and tracked. The announcement came after two women were charged by police for escaping hotel quarantine. And former US President Barack Obama has declared that democracy is at stake in the upcoming presidential election. Speaking at the Democratic National Convention, Obama warned that Donald Trump would sneak or steal his way to victory. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. Elle Marsh is our features and field producer in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. Subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out. I'm Ruby Jones. See you next week.